Peter chapter number 2, and um, I said this morning that uh, I am going to, uh, we're going to have an abbreviated uh, service tonight because we're going to go over and do scripture, and um, I, I'm, I'm going to try my best to hold to that because sometimes I guess I say things and I don't come through to, with them. So I'm going to try tonight to come through uh, with being abbreviated. So I just want to kind of um, finish up here what we are kind of the thought we were thinking about this morning uh, when it comes to um, uh, putting off some things that need to be put off in our lives and what it takes to do that. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we love you. We do thank you for the time together tonight. I pray, Lord, that you would bless your word. I pray, Lord, that you give us open ears tonight and open hearts to receive what you have for us from your word and from your spirit. Bless the scriptures tonight as we assemble them. So thankful to be able to have a part of scripture literally getting around the world and souls being saved and lives being changed because of it. Thank you for the privilege and the honor to be a part of assembling uh, those scriptures, Lord. I pray uh, again that you'd have your will and your way. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So we know that, we talked about this morning, uh, we know that we need to put off. So there's some things that we need to get rid of. First Peter chapter 2, verse number 1 says, Wherefore, laying aside, laying aside. There's some things that we need to lay aside in our lives, get rid of, put uh, away, discard, however you want to say it. There are some things that um, I, I know in my own life, uh, there has been things that have come in my life where I had to say, and not, listen, not all of them are bad, right? Not every bad, you know, every bad thing should be gone, but not every good thing should be in your life. Now, I know that sounds weird, right? Because you're like, what, what are you talking about? There are plenty of good things. You can't, have you, have you figured this out in life? That you can't say yes to everything. I've also figured this out in life. You can't please everybody. And if you try to please everybody, you, you might as well go ahead and just bash yourself over the head until this busts. Because you can't please everybody. And when you get to that place in your life, realizing that, matter of fact, I was supposed to take up an offering. And none of you, all you're looking at me and none of you said a single word to me. Well, I don't pay attention. Good night. All right, Brother Mike's going to come around. And uh, if you have an offer, this is an offering for, well, if you have got your tithe or whatever you need to put in, that'd be fine too. Anybody over here? Brother Wendell's, anybody over on this side? We're taking up an offering tonight. We don't generally do, uh, but we're doing it um, for the, the, the Tompkins. See, my illustrations always have a purpose. And um, if I wasn't about to bash myself over the head, I would have forgot about it completely. And so, but uh, we're going to be sending some money to the Tompkins and um, just to be a, a help and a blessing to them, not only through prayer, but practical ways as well. So I know some of you gave this morning. Uh, if you didn't come prepared to give tonight, um, just as long as you fill out one of those envelopes and write under Rachel, Don and Rachel, the Tompkins, uh, however you want to indicate it under other, just so that they can... Um, uh, we can designate that to them. And so probably four weeks minimum, uh, they're, they're looking at being over there in Utah, so kind of displaced, um, uh, not, or, or not around home, you know, so it's going uh, to be hard for them. So thank you for giving uh, to that. Now, 
Rewind now. I just everything messed. Everything's messed up now. Um, smashing myself in the head. That's what I was going to do. Um, you can't please everybody, right? And so, um, so oh, it's talking about. So, so it's talking about every good thing can't be in your life too, right? And so, why? Because we don't we don't have enough time. There's not enough time in the day. There's not uh, enough energy, right? To, uh, some things are good, but sometimes we have to say no to the good so that we can have the best. So that makes sense, right? But we're mainly talking about putting away or discarding. Now, there are, in my library, for instance, I've got a lot of books, probably 10,000 plus books in my library. So when I bring books in, I've learned to go through my books and take some books out. Now, that doesn't mean those books aren't good that I'm taking out. And sometimes I'll give them away or sometimes I'll donate them. Sometimes I'll even trade them for other books. But I know if I'm going to have room, I'm going to have to pull these out so I have room to put others in. How in the world, think about it, how in the world are you going to have room for forgiveness, grace, Mercy, long-suffering, when you're filled up with envy, malice, jealousy, hatred, when you get all, we only have so much room, right? I remember, I remember being in college. Boy, I remember being in college and I remember, I remember thinking to myself, listen, I only have so much space in my brain. It's not a lot. I mean, it's like a filing cabinet. Once the filing cabinet's full, Something's got to go for something else to come back in. And so we had to learn all these verses. We took Greek and we had to learn all the declensions of the Greek and, and took Hebrew. We got to learn. I'm thinking to myself, this is too much. And I was a master. Now, I'm not proud of it. I'm just telling you, I was a master at memorizing stuff for short term. It went in, the test came, it went out and stayed gone. And so people say, oh, do you remember all that Greek and all that Hebrew? No, not much. I got books to be able to help me with that, right? Now, Scripture sticks, by the way. Even if you don't think it does, the Scripture sticks. And so praise the Lord for memorizing Scripture. But my point is, what you put in, if there's not enough room, it's just going to bounce off. And the reason a preacher can preach, stand on his head, scream and holler, jump pews, and everything else, and some people are standing there going, because they're full. They're full. They're full of other things in their life, so they don't have room to receive it. So, what does he say? Put off, discard. Some things just need to be thrown away. It's broken. Why are you keeping it? It's destroyed. Throw it in the trash. It's not good for you. Get rid of it. We'll go into a store. We'll go into a place, a a restaurant, like a home cooking restaurant. I love those things. But Brother Mike... Inevitably, they've got this display out front, and it's all the desserts. It's all their pastries. It's all their, I mean, just finger-licking good stuff. And if, if Miss Wendy is with me, I can't even look at it, let alone touch it or eat it. 
She says, you're diabetic. You can't have that. I'm thinking to myself, but I want it. But she'd say, this is what she'd say, but it's not good for you. Stay in your own lane. That's what I want to tell her. I want to eat that. I want to, I want to consume it. But guess what? It's not good for you. And if it's not good for you, if it's not good for you spiritually, why are you playing around with it? If bitterness is not good for you, can we agree that bitterness is not good for anybody? I don't care who you are. Bitterness is not good for you. If bitterness is not good for you, then why in the world do you allow it in your life? If unforgiveness is not good for you, see, we don't have to guess what's good for us and what's not good for us. God tells us what's good for us and not good for us. And he says, take those things that are not good and put them away so that you can put on the new man, so that you can be merciful and graceful and you can be forgiving and you can be happy for somebody else and you can have the joy of the Lord in your life. And put away those things. Look at verse 2. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye might grow thereby. So what do we need? What are some practical things that we need to get these things out of our lives. What do, we need, what do we need to do? What does it take? Number one, right here in verse 2 of chapter 2, 1 Peter, it takes truth. It takes truth. One of the things that people don't want to hear today is truth. They don't want to hear it. Now, I'm not just talking about telling the truth. I'm talking about the truth of the Word of God. You see, 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And that Scripture is profitable. What does it mean to be profitable? It means it's good for you, right? There are things that are bad for you. There are things that are good for you. God tells us what they are. It is profitable unto you. And then he gives us a list. For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Why? That the man of God may be perfect, grown up in the faith. Perfect means mature. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. What do we need in our lives if we're going to put off the bad and put on the good? We need the truth. Because what the bad is and what the good is has nothing to do with your opinion. What you think the good is has absolutely nothing to do with what the good is. What the good is is what God says the good is. Does that make sense? And what God says the bad is, is the bad is. We're living in a day today where we're calling evil good and good evil. There's just... There's just absolutely no way around it. That's what we're doing. I mean, all the garbage that's going on in our world today, it's coming. I'm telling you, it's coming to a church near you. It's coming to a state near you. Uh, It's already happening in other states. It's already happening in other parts of the world where they're going to say what you can say and what you can't say. Now, you can say this, and that's okay. But, boy, if you say something against fill in the blank... And that's a hate crime. And you can't say that. You're going to be fined or you're going to go to jail or 
I'm telling you, church, if you don't think it's coming, you're blinded to it because it is coming. But it doesn't change the fact. Do you understand this? That even the law, even the law of the land has nothing to do with whether something's good or bad. The truth determines what's good and what's bad. So how do we know to put it off? Because God said to do it. How do we know to put it on? Because God said to do it. Some things are just easy, aren't they? I've told you this. I've told you this in the past. Clothing is not a thing for me. It's just, I, I, I really, I mean, I have certain thing I wear, and that's it. And, and, and my closet's full of that which I wear in different colors. And my method of dressing is I've got a closet full of polo shirts. And I've got a closet on the bottom that's got pants. Literally, I take the shirt that's on the end and the pants that are on the end and put them on. I open up my sock drawer. They're all the same. They're all go-to. I got all the same kind of socks. I'll disturb you, but most of my underwear are the same kind of. I'm just, I'm just a creature of habit. I got shoes that I wear. I got shoes that I wear for church. I got shoes that I wear for every other time. Boop. It's easy for me. I mean, I make it easy. When I do the laundry, when I do my laundry, when he does my laundry, it, I push them down, and it goes on the end of the row. Easy peasy. I don't even have to think about it. Now, my daughters, not so much. Oh, how do I look at this? And what do I look at? How, I'm like, I'm a good night. You're, you're going to wear what you want to wear anyways. Why are you asking me? Why are you taking you so long to make a decision on what you want to wear? Oh, I know. You're, you're a woman. Okay, I got it now. All right. They've got to put on makeup and they've got to do their hair. And I said, I just... Done. Right? Sometimes i got to shave my beard. And that's only when Wendy tells me to. And so I shave my beard down. And so I, it's simple. I like simple. God makes things simple. I said, put this on, put this off. There's no argument about it. Why would you argue with God anyways? Doesn't that make very little sense? So God says, take it off. Then take it off. God says, put it on. Then put it on and we got to uh, uh, know the truth and understand what the truth is telling us uh, that the truth is profitable for your life. God's not withholding things from you because he hates you. God's withholding things from you because he knows what's best for you. When our kids were little, I mean, when they were really little, we didn't, we didn't let them have jawbreakers. I'm afraid they would swallow and choke to death. It wasn't because we hated our children. We, we were thinking the best for our children when our kids were small. I mean, good night, even as they were getting older. When we went out somewhere, our kid, listen, our kid was never the kid that went out of the, went out of the restaurant and darted out into the parking lot. Are you kidding me? They, they knew it was coming if they did that. I promise you. And we, we, we held their hand. Why? Because we couldn't stand our children. I mean, we hated them. No, it's because we loved our children, right? We didn't want to see our children get hurt. We didn't want to see our children get run over years and years and years ago. Our kids were, I don't know, I guess they were teenagers or almost teenagers. We went to New York City. 
We went around New York City, and I'm telling you, they were so aggravated. I mean, they couldn't get two steps ahead of us. When he says, uh-uh, that's too far. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And Kyle, you know, Kyle's like 18, 17, 18. He's like, I'll, I'll, I'll be good. No, no, no. You're staying right here. You're staying right next to us. Yeah, we are the helicopter parents. I admit it. I don't care. I'm glad about it. You know why? Because we want our children safe. We want the best for our children. Do you know that God wants the best for you? And when he's withholding something from you in your life, it's because he loves you, not because he hates you. When God says, put this on, it's for your good. When he says, take this off, it's for your benefit and your blessing. How do we know it? We know it through the truth. We've got to have, it takes truth. It takes truth to put on and to put off. Number two, it takes time. It takes time. There's absolutely no substitute. You got to take time. You got to take time to pray. You got to take time to read and study. You got to take time to do all these things so that you're prepared and ready for the fight that's ahead of you. I mean, if you decide, listen to me, you know it. You've been in church long enough. I know. Listen to me. I know Sunday night I'm preaching to the cream of the crop. I get it. I know. You're, you're here Sunday night, and, and, and I get it. I've been thinking about switching my Sunday morning and Sunday night sermons. Preaching some, to some of the Sunday morning crowd, some of those things I preach on Sunday night crowd. But, but, but I, and I understand that you understand a lot of these things. But, but know this. Know this for sure. If you don't take time, To do the things that you know you're supposed to do, then the day will get get ahead of you. The week will get by you. The month will get past you. Am I the only one that really is, my mind is blown that it is August? I mean, maybe some of you think this has been a slow year. I, I, I don't think I've got a slow year yet. I mean, it just keeps marching on. And if I'm not intentional, if you're not intentional, and what you're going to do for the Lord, and guess what? You know it as good as I do. You decide. All you got to do is decide. You don't even have to, you don't even have to start doing it yet. All you got to decide is, you know what? I'm going to live for the Lord today. Man, the devil is going to get on. Jump on your back. He's going to send people. I mean, he's going to whisper this in your ear and whisper that in your ear. He's going to do everything he can, he can to discourage you. If you never have any problems with the devil, you're doing something wrong. If you never have any troubles in your life, listen, you're, you're doing something wrong. Because if you decide to do something that's right, if you decide to do something for the Lord, I'm telling you, it's coming. But you've got to take time. got to take time. Have you ever done this before? Have you ever um, got busy doing something? Maybe it was a hobby that you enjoyed doing, or maybe you were sitting out on the porch, or maybe you were reading a book, and, and you looked up and said, Holy smokes, it's 7.30 already. You ever done that? It's a boom. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing your hobby or reading a book or But you know how quickly we can waste time? You see, time can be done, two things with time. They can be spent and it can be wasted. Time can be spent and it can be wasted. Only one life. We have one life. 
and it'll soon be passed, and only what's done for Christ will last. That's it. And boy, we get by. I don't know about you, but I get days where I'm thinking to myself, what, what did I even do today? The week gets by, and I don't know about you, but I have people say to me, you know, such and such, and I'm like, I don't even know what day it is. The only reason I know what day it is today is because I know Sunday's church. I mean, you get to Monday and Tuesday, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, is it Tuesday? Don't don't ask me what the actual date is. I mean, because why? Because life is so busy and it'll pass you by if you're not careful. It takes time. It takes intention to put off and to put on. The things that you do for the Lord are never wasted time. That time you took to witness to somebody, that time you took to sit down and share your testimony with somebody, that time you took to witness or to visit somebody that's struggling is never wasted time. I can tell you, I've been to places, I've done things where I thought to myself, two things. Number one, I'm dumber for have gone there. And number two, I wasted two hours or however long it was uh, that it was that I, went, that I went to it. Because, listen, we can waste our time if we're not careful. It takes truth. It takes time and intention. It takes uh, spending our time and investing our time and not uh, wasting our time. It is high time. Ephesians says, it is high time that we awake out of sleep. The sleep and the slumber that we find today's church in is shocking. It's absolutely shocking. It's like we don't even... It's like we don't even care what's going on around us. We don't even care about, you know, the, the, the thing. Let, let people be who they are. Listen to me. We better wake up. And we better realize the things that happen in this world do affect us. And they're going to affect us uh, through, uh, throughout to generation to generation. If you don't care about yourself, care for your kids. If you don't care about your kids, care about your grandkids. Because I'm telling you, if we got to face the things we had to face when we were kids, imagine what our grandkids are facing, are going to have to face. I can't even, I mean, I can't even, I can't even fathom it. The things that we did when we were in school got in trouble. Do you know what I got in trouble for in school? Well, a lot, but... Some of the things you got in trouble for in school, or the average person did, running in the hallway. You're in the hallway without a pass. And by the way, our passes in our school were like this great big, like wood, like this size. If you had to go to the bathroom, I mean, you had to carry this thing around so everybody knew that's what you were doing. And you didn't have one? You went to the principal's office. I knew where the principal's office was. I knew him personally. We were good friends. I mean, we chewing gum in class. Anybody remember these things? They're shooting each other in our schools today. Shooting each other. Do you know that there are schools where you have to go through a metal detector? Do you know that there are schools now where they're requiring the teachers to be armed? I mean... It's a war zone to go. There's, listen, we're going to have to start sending our teachers and giving them hazardous duty pay going into these schools. 
It's what we're facing in our world today. Now, I know we get in this little, we're in, you know, Effingham County, but I'm talking about this world we're living in. We're just, I was just talking about somebody was saying that they got to travel for their job and they got to go to Chicago. They're not so excited about it. Chicago's a war zone. I mean, it's absolutely insane. And we see these things going on. It's high time that we wake up and realize these things are happening. It takes truth. It takes time. Let me give you the last one. It takes trust. It takes trust. You know what it takes trust in? It takes trust in knowing that God knows what he's doing. This is what I always say. When bad things happen to good people, people ask me this all the time. Why do bad things happen to good people? Sin. I mean, that's the easy answer. The devil. That's the easy answer. I I wish bad things didn't happen to good people, but they do. But I'm telling you this much. I just said it just just a minute ago. But if something, something, the road that you're on is a little bit bumpy. There's, There's a few problems going on in your life. You're probably doing something right. Just telling you. Because the devil is just constantly on attack. And if we aren't trusting God, we're going to be in a mess. We're going to be in a mess. We place our trust in people, we're going to be disappointed. You place your trust in yourself, you're going to be disappointed. You place your trust in the in the church, you're going to be disappointed. You know why? Because the church is made up of people. And people fail. It just happens. Everybody does. But when you trust in the Lord, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you know those verses. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not on thine own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge Him. And there's some versions that says, and He'll make your way straight. That's not what it says. The Bible says He'll direct your path. And I don't know if you've ever been on a road before. Or if you've ever been to the mountains before. But there's not many roads that are just straight. My wife loves the mountains. She hates getting there. Just hates it. This up and down and love the wilds. But that's, that's the least straightest road in America, I think. I mean, it just comes back on itself and it's up and it's down and going around these sharp corners. I mean, you're coming... Around the corner, you come back and you see the person that's over here. It's so sharp. I mean, God didn't say he's going to make your way straight, but he did say that he would get you on the right path. You see, the Bible says that he brings us up out of the muck and the mire of life, sets our feet upon a solid rock, and then he establishes our goings. This is the way. Walk ye in it. This is the direction to go. Now, when God puts us... Puts our feet on the solid rock, and the way is as straight as this aisle. Praise God, we're just walking along. But let me tell you something. Somebody going to jump out of the aisle. There's going to be a corner. There's going to be a curve. There's going to be a bump. There's going to be a hill. There's going to be a mountain. If you're not paying attention, there's going to be a hazard. Tree fell in the road. I mean, the road is out. There's cones. I mean, it... Do you know how unbelievable it is to me how many, how many cones people run over? The cone's there for your safety and the people that are behind the cones. And I'll, go, I'll be driving, any, any, I'm telling you, anywhere I go, Brother Michael will tell you, anywhere you go, you'll see, 
you'll see cones down everywhere. And you'll see them coming back up and setting the cones back up. I'm thinking to myself, you didn't see that cone? Because if you didn't see that cone, you're not being cautious, you're not being careful. You couldn't pay me enough to work on 95 or 26 or any other two-digit numbers uh, out there. I mean, people are crazy. There's hazards everywhere. And I'm telling you, church, there are hazards everywhere. Don't trust your own way. Don't trust your own self. We laughed. Oh, my goodness, we laughed. So we're following the GPS. We're in Amish country. If you know anything about Amish country, the roads on both sides are corn. Corn everywhere. So two things. You know, you think of children of the corn, so you, you don't stop. I told, I told, we joke, I said, if a kid comes running out of that corn, just run them over. No, I'm just kidding. And so, but you, it's disorienting, right? And all the roads are like, you know, John Henry Road, you know, I mean, that, that's the kind of roads they are. And, and so you have to follow your GPS. So we're coming up and we're coming up to this corner and it says, keep right. Well, the, the, the actual road goes left and it says, keep right. So you, so you go straight. So one of the times, Wendy doesn't drive very often, it was one of the times when he was driving and I said, it says, keep right. She starts going around the corner. I said, it said, keep right. She said, I'm going right. I said, you're going left. And we were going left. You know, so we went right. Listen, you can't trust yourself. You ever done that before? You ever, you ever said, we need to go left and pointed right? I mean, sometimes you can't trust yourself. You can't always trust other people. We stopped and asked this guy. He said, we, we were looking for a, like a, a place that sold wooden wagons. I don't know why. We didn't have any room to we just wanted to see them. We didn't have any room. We strapped to the top of the roof, I guess. But we went to look for it. So we stopped and asked this guy. We asked this Amish guy, as nice as he could be. And he said, yeah. He said, uh, you go down to Stumptown. That's the kind of roads there, Stumptown Road. So go down to Stumptown Road. And I only know that because they have the best pretzels. Anyways, on our small trip, I had nine. Anyways, um, not diabetic friendly, but I didn't care. But anyway, Stumptown Road, he said, so, so just go down here and, well, you go across this and then there's something on the right and you go down a little bit further and there's something on the left. And I'm like, dude, you're not helping me any. I'm going to completely ignore everything you told me. Why? Because you can't always trust in yourself. You can't always trust in people, but you can always trust in God. You can trust him for your salvation. You can trust him for his sanctification. You can trust him for his word. You can trust him that everything that he says will come to pass. Why? Because God always tells the truth. You ever told a lie? You won't admit it, but you don't have to admit it to me because I already know. We've all told a lie before, right? I don't care if you called a little white lie or if this was a good reason for the lie. A lie is a lie. You know, Kirk Cameron and, and um, what is his name, Comfort, used to go around all the time, and they would, they would go into the streets, and, and, and they would say, um, they, they would say uh, if you told a lie, what would you be? Um, a liar. You, have you ever told a lie? Oh, yeah, I've told a lie. So what does that make you? 
they don't want to say a liar, right? But that's what it is. That's the end result. We lie, that makes us liars, because we are sinners. So sinners can't always be trusted. That's why when you go buy a car, you have to sign papers until your hand falls off. When you go to buy a house, you have to sign papers till both of your hands fall off. Why? Because they don't trust you. Don't take it personal. It's just facts. Used to be able to shake hands and that was it. Not no more, folks. Not no more. But God can always be taken at his word. So take time because it's worth it. Right? You got you you to take the time because, because oh, taking the time is intentional. And taking the time means, hey, I'm serious about this. And then the truth, you got to have God's word. You got to have, if you don't have God's word, you don't have truth. And if you don't have truth, then every man does that which is right in his own eyes. That's the fix we're in today. And then trust. Trust in the Lord and do it with all your heart, and you'll not regret it. Heavenly Father, we love you. We're so thankful for this time that we could look into your word. I pray that you'd help us to put off that old man. And I pray, Lord, uh, day by day we'd be renewed and uh, that we'd put on those things uh, that uh, follow after righteousness uh, and godliness uh, and joyfulness. Uh, I pray that you would help us to be uh, that person and to be those people. I pray you would uh, bless each one that's struggling uh, tonight, Lord. And I know there are many out there that are uh, just hurting. Physically, I pray that your touch would be done upon them and uh, just, uh, just be with them through their difficult times, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to head on over to the fellowship hall and to assemble the scriptures. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to get much done and much accomplished. And uh, may you be honored and glorified. And may every uh, booklet that's done uh, go out with power. And may souls be saved. May lives be changed because of the work that we do through Scripture Assembly. Dismiss us with your blessing and give us a great night the rest of this night. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Head on over.